Have you ever wondered what it would take to create your own business or something in fashion, maybe even a boutique? Today, my guest is Wesley Uthis, and she is the owner of Print Boutique. And we're going to dive in and talk about the struggles that she's run into, but also what really lit that fire for her that kept her going and to go to the point of being just this 16-year-old dreaming about doing something in fashion to today having seven stores. I'm Natalie Webster, and this is Tonka Talk, where we talk about community and connection. Welcome, Wesley. Thank you. Now, you have what I feel is a very interesting story because you are a female business owner, but you really had a passion. I've done a little reading about you. (laughs) (laughs) From a young age of having already in your mind kind of what you wanted to do being in fashion. Mm -hmm. Can you talk a little bit about, well, first off, I'm getting ahead of myself because I'm super excited. Wesley owns seven print stores, print boutique which if you're not familiar, you need to check it out. <laughs> and, and this is today. So today, here she sits. She owns these. She just opened her seventh location in Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. But I want to hear, I was reading about, again, you as a 16-year-old wanting to get into fashion and your first job. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. Um, yeah, I always, as a young child, loved fashion, um, loved getting dressed up and changing my outfit, you know, 10 times a day. And so I loved playing with Barbies. Um, I think my mom would agree that I played with Barbies all the time, loved dressing her. And really that's how I learned to sew was making her clothes and, um, loved getting really creative with that. And so I knew I wanted to go to college for something related to fashion. Um, I've also always been very creative and artistic. And so I chose fashion design and I didn't at the time really know what I would do with that. I think Again, my parents are probably like, okay, like, where are we, where are we going with this? Um, but I, I did work at Land's End, actually, as a 16-year-old. So I guess I'm also getting a little ahead of myself talking about college. But I got a job working retail. I was 16. I just wanted to make money. But I also knew I really loved working with clothing. And um, it was a really interesting job because obviously anyone who knows Land's End knows that it's not exactly like trendy, fashion-forward clothing. Mm-hmm. Um, but it did teach me a lot about merchandising and about working with customers that maybe had a different sense of style, about fit. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just loved that. I loved dressing the mannequins. And um, it was just really very fulfilling in working in that environment. And so um, when it came time to go to college and to choose a major and I chose fashion design, I think at that point I assumed or hoped that I would be a designer. Um, And it kind of was all over the board throughout college of whether it would be you know, moving to New York and doing a really glamorous Mm -hmm. internship for a big designer, or if it would be working at Target as a designer, um, doing something more kind of commercial every day um, here in the Twin Cities. But I think um, it was really thanks to the recession, I guess, when I graduated college in 2008, that there really weren't any jobs available post-college, and mm-hmm. especially in design, but really doing anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that um, is what really led me into being more entrepreneurial, I guess. Sure. 
How did you go from wanting to, you studied fashion, wanting to work in fashion to owning your own business? So, I mean, it was partially out of just not having many options. I was working um, at a small retailer here in the Twin Cities, um, doing just selling, you know, being mm-hmm. a stylist there. And um, I was serving too on the side. I'd just gotten married. And so I was just really not sure what I was going mm-hmm. to do. And so um, a friend of mine at the time who also went to school for fashion design, she and I started designing handbags together. And we were making these beautiful handmade clutches that we were then selling to local boutiques or trying to sell to them wholesale. And um, we were just doing it for fun on the side. And I mean, we had dreams to expand that business and we're passionate about design, but um, we were going throughout the Twin Cities and pitching these bags to boutique owners. And um, it was really in that experience that we're like, these boutiques are not, this isn't going to work. Like Mm -hmm. they're not doing well at least it appeared to us when we would go in and meet with the owner and there was never any customers there Mm. and so um we were actually in chicago um looking to meet with some manufacturers and trying to develop this kind of concept for our handbags and we were walking in lincoln park and these boutiques like these really high-end boutiques they were beautiful and we were going in and talking to these owners they were just dead like there was no one there there were no people shopping and across the street there were, you know, H&M and Francesca's and Zara, and they were packed. And we we're like, okay, it's not that people aren't shopping. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we also had the conversation at that point to say, we want to shop these boutiques, but like, why can't we combine this? And it was just a really sort of a harebrained idea at the time. To, the best ones the are. The best. I agree. Mm-hmm. I agree. It's like on a cocktail napkin. I mean, it's like a tale mm-hmm. you've heard a million times. Um, and yeah, and we just came up with the concept of it was so simple and it still really is at Primp. That is just really an affordable price point, but that high end experience. And um, at the time, it really it didn't exist. Like there weren't other yeah. boutiques with that. Tell me a little bit about the experience at Primp in your boutiques are different from, say, if you go into an, H- an H&M or something like that. Sure. What is that difference? Well, we, so all of our employees are stylists. Mm -hmm. I mean, aside from our store managers, but even they are stylists by um, training and passionate about styling women. And so um, we, you know, you walk in and you're greeted. And I mean, I just always think it's amazing to me how rare you walk into a retailer and are even noticed, like just thanks for coming in. Like, hi, I see you. <laughs> it's so simple, but it's something that um, I really do pride us at Primp in really making a point to notice the customer. And um, we serve beverages, we have champagne and wine and obviously sparkling water and all the sure. all the beverages that I think just add that touch of hospitality and of... Um, a real personalization. It's a real, like you said, you're combining... A high-end experience with an affordable price point. Mm-hmm. So then you 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 didn't just open one store. It's it's interesting to me because at any time you know you could have continued working in a boutique and serving 
and being kind of content there, but you took it next level, got out the cocktail napkin, here's how we can do this. Mm-hmm. And even then, a, a lot of business owners would go, okay, I have, I have my store. This is my store. I have my one store. How do you get to then seven? <laughs> um, I mean, I think... At the time, you know, I was pretty freshly out of college, and I was so naive. Both and, and you weren't tired yet. Yes, that's you right. You were just out of college. Didn't have kids. <laughs> didn't have much to lose. <laughs> like it makes it a lot easier. It's a very important piece. Um, is I just didn't know. Like I didn't mm-hmm. really know what I was getting into, and yeah. I think that um, that really works as a plus sometimes. It does when you don't even understand or know the reasons why this could really fail. You Mm -hmm. just know that this is in my heart to do it. And you believe in yourself enough and the people that you're working with to go ahead and do that. Mm-hmm. So, so and, and go on. You got, So you expanded. Yeah. We, um, well, and even one of my favorite moments with Primp uh, early on and like those first few weeks and months of developing the concept was we had you know, been working on this business plan and buying and we had such little money. I mean, both myself and my founding business partner both came with $8,000. We had $16,000 to build this business. And um, my husband at the time was going to business school and him and his friends were, you know, so curious about our entrepreneurial cute little boutique business, you know, and they (laughs) put together this spreadsheet of all of our expenses and his friend, I'll like never forget even where I was. I remember we were at up north for the weekend with friends and he was like, this isn't going to work because, you know, if you do $20,000 in sales, like you're going to run out of inventory, you're not going to have any cash and like you're, you're going to fail. Like you, this is like a, a bad idea. And by that point, I mean, we were already in way too deep, you yeah, know, to turn yeah. back. And I was like, nah, we'll figure it out. Like we were, we're, we're not going to run out of inventory. We'll figure it out. And I mean, you know, we did four times that in our first month of business. Wow. And it Which was, was that unexpected? It, I mean, we, we were like, we have to sell six dresses a day just to stay in business. To pay the rent? Two years, just to pay the rent. We weren't even factoring in paying ourselves. It was like, we have internet, we have phone. and As know, long as we six, sell six dresses a day. Yes. I'm like, mom, what can I, like my mom, my sister, my friends, like just buy a dress a day. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah, I think getting back to just being naive and not knowing, like sometimes having all that information, it's still like having the grit and the passion and the flexibility to mm-hmm. just know you're going to make it work. I think yeah. that was, and truly that's been the story of Primp. I mean, we, um, so we did really, really well. I mean, there was a line of people, you know, around the block to get in on the, our opening day. It was really, really busy. We were busy for the first couple months and it was pretty quickly where we were like, okay, like this was an amazing, unexpected (laughs) twist, Mm -hmm. but this store, you know, we really can't do this level of business forever here. We need to open a second location to alleviate some of the pressure that we're putting on this Mm -hmm. one location. Mm -hmm. It was just too much. They're lying for the fitting rooms all the time. It was just a lot of volume for this one. You had to grow up really fast. We did. did. It was a great problem to have. And I want to add to, for our listeners, Wesley has three children now, <laughs> and and they are, how old are they again? They're um, seven, almost eight. He'll be eight in about a week and a half, and five and three. Mm-hmm. So three you've, been, you've been doing this for quite some time, having children, expanding this business, and mm-hmm. growing it while 
having these children. I admire that so much. When when I also have three children, and when my kids were younger, I had an opportunity for several years to be home with them. And then later on, kind of started my career, got into real estate and got going. And I often think, how does anybody do this <laughs> with young kids at home? Because it's yeah. such, especially owning your own business, there's there's just so much that's going on. Mm-hmm. Was there ever, and this might be a dumb question, ever a time when, or what do you do in those moments of where there has to be, has to have been times where that overwhelm just kind of sets in, mm-hmm. yet you can't stop the train. You have to keep going. What keeps you going? Oh, man, it's a great question. And Besides maybe a lot of coffee. Hard. Yes, lots of coffee. <laughs> um, you know, I think if there's one thing that, I mean, the pandemic in and of itself was just such a mountain, you know, for us mm-hmm. all to climb. And um, I think I learned a lot about myself as business owner, but as a person that it's just like the overwhelm is going to hit and you just really have to pause. And, Mm -hmm. you know, you can't, it's that putting on your own oxygen mask first Mm -hmm, mentality of knowing when I'm burnt out. And that means I need to just take time for myself. And I think it's an important thing to teach my kids, you know, to know, Mm -hmm. like, I am so overwhelmed. I try to tell them that, like, when I'm feeling that way, like, Mm -hmm. I'm burnt out, like, I'm feeling stressed, I'm feeling tired, I need to rest. And, um, you know, you can't, take care of people if you're that Mm -hmm. way. And I, it's not just obviously my kids, it's my employees and, um, a lot of obligations that I have and my husband and being a partner and being a friend. And it's, um, it's a lot to juggle, but I think that they always say, you know, busy people (laughs) get it it done. done. (laughs) You do. I think the more you have going on, you're just forced to juggle it and the balls are in the air and you're just, you do it. Yeah, that that is very true. With your Excelsior location, for example, there's you also do a great job of getting involved with your community. And on Tonka Talk, we talk a lot about the ways people find and create community and and connection. Mm-hmm. How how has that gone for you? you know, Excelsior, the Lake Minnetonka area, is a large a large it's a large area, but a small area. Yes. What are some of the some of the ways that you've tied into the community? I mean, a huge way is in our employees. I mean, I think mm-hmm. that it's really, really important to me. Um, it doesn't always work out, but it do- it actually is working out now at Excelsior of just having employees that are from the area. Like, I yeah, think so yeah. often people come in, especially in a town like Excelsior, um, people who are not from that area and are asking, you know, where should I have lunch today? Yeah. Or where, where can I get a cute, you know, gift for my friend? And I think that um, having those people that are in in the boutique that know the area and that can service our customers in that way too is so important mm-hmm. um, and just builds those relationships with the customers. And so that's that's one way. Um, also, you know, through events and through connecting with other local businesses and doing events with them, doing mm-hmm. events with local charity organizations and schools and churches. And, you know, I think having a small business that allows us to do that very quickly. You know, I mean, I think if someone comes in and is like, hey, we're trying to raise money for my son's baseball team. It's like, do you want to have an event this weekend with your girlfriends? And we'll give 10% back to your son's baseball team. And it's okay, great. Like you can't do that at Target. Yeah. <laughs> you probably make a lot more money, but um, it's, you know, at Primp and at small businesses, I think we're just really eager to yeah. connect and to build that 
bridge. Yeah, that is what I like a lot about the local businesses in the area is they're in majority of them, I I would say, are independently owned. Mm -hmm. And you're right. It gives you that opportunity to create a culture of of acceptance and involvement. And you hit the nail on the head. There's nothing worse than going into a business and speaking to someone who works there and asking them a question about the area. Of course, you don't have to know everything, mm-hmm. but not even being familiar with the businesses around you. It, it's just, to me, that scares me. Yes. But you're <laughs> right. It's knowing that, hey, we can tell you if, if we don't have what you what you need, we can show you exactly where to go mm-hmm. down the street to find it. So that's so great that that is part of your culture within Prim to make sure that the employees and the people on the sales floor are familiar with the area and what's going on. Because I would imagine, especially at the Excelsior location, because there's so many people from out of town, as well as locals that come in. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. It's a ton, especially in the summer, people from all over that are coming to visit. And Excelsior is so, I mean, a lot of communities are this way, but I think especially Excelsior, the customers and the community, they appreciate that small, unique business. Mm -hmm. You know, they want, they're consciously and intentionally supporting us and supporting the other stores. And I think um, we can also do that as small businesses to, you know, as you're saying, to direct people to the bookstore or to mm. the toy store down the street. Yeah. And, you know, it may not be a something convenient. safari. If you don't know yes. something safari in Excelsior is, I think it's the world's best toy store. Cause oh, I don't know amazing. how she does it, but she remembers so many of the kids. Mm-hmm. She'll know exact. I used to go in there and be like, Hey, do you know so-and-so? And she's like, yeah, I know. I know that kid. Uh, well, my kid, there's a birthday party. What do I get him? Come here. And she'll <laughs> yep. show you exactly what it is. Exactly. It's so personal. And yeah. it's so important for us to support these businesses. Mm-hmm. And like at this time of year, especially where it's maybe easy to just hammer through your list on Amazon or Target or wherever. Mm-hmm. But um, to really go in and to build those relationships and to support these businesses, like mm-hmm. that's what brings the charm yeah. to these areas. I'm always curious about with, especially boutiques, how do you choose, how do you decide what to buy? Oh, How do you decide which which items, which clothing to bring in? It's, I mean, it's so hard. I have an amazing buyer. Mm-hmm. Um, her name is Jenny. She has been with me for 10 years. She's mm-hmm. incredible. She, um, she does such a good job. And um, I mean, so much of it is listening to our customers. And again, with the small business mentality and the yeah. flexibility is, you know, being in the stores and seeing firsthand what our customers are asking for and what our employees want. You know, I just yesterday we were having a team meeting and I was like, Primp is so unique because I've, all of us in this room are our customers. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, I was asking everyone to go around and I was like, where did you shop on Black Friday? Like, what are you shopping for? Like, we can we can channel our own shopping habits and what we want. And it's like, if you're looking for a really cute embellished blazer like tell me so i can look for it on in the market because you're you know if you want it probably our customers want it and i think that um allows us to be so reactive and also stay ahead of the curve at the same time if Mm -hmm. you can do both um and and our vendors are really really trendy and um have a lot of pieces that are really fashion forward that we can kind of sometimes 
try to find the Minnesota version of that mm-hmm, super mm-hmm. trendy piece. <laughs> it's always what we strive for. <laughs> Nothing too crazy. Just put a loon on it. Yeah, huh? that, <laughs> that always works too. <laughs> what would you say as, you know, because here you are now, you're opening your seventh store. Some of the, some of, as a female business owner too, some of the challenges that you've run into over the years, if you were speaking to some younger people who are like, you know what, I have such a passion to get into fashion, which I feel like that's been a theme for you and such a driving force is it's in your core is going back to that reason and that why, why do I do this? Mm-hmm. And it, it, when we're able to do something that really lights that fire within us, and if you can do it for a living, then power to you. And mm-hmm. I feel like that is what... And I speak from experience, too. I love community. I love real estate. I love helping people turn a house into a home and get connected within their community. Mm -hmm. So that's what drives me all the time, even when things are stressful and things get hard. But with younger people who are looking at it and want to aspire to doing what you're doing, what would be some advice that you would give them? Oh, if you're I looking say, back at that 16-year-old self of yours. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I, um, you know, I think the biggest thing to even just echo what you were saying is to really dig deep into what is the why. Because, mm. you know, fashion is... It's it's our a creative expression, and it for some people, not for everyone. Some it's just you know function and necessity and all the things that you know. My husband would probably say that. Yeah, but, I, I too am more of a function yes. and, and necessity. Yeah, that's that's. <laughs> fine. I need help in that area, and so what I'm hearing is I probably could walk right into Primp, and they would tell me. Yeah. Oh, they we would, would help me it. with fit and things like that. Yes, and I think that for me that is. That's what gets me excited is the connections, like is helping people through feeling good. You know, I Mm -hmm. think that um, if and maybe it is more of a creative expression, if you love fashion because you love getting dressed and you love doing Mm -hmm. the makeup and you love, you know, maybe an influencer, that kind of that route would be a better fit. I think there's so many channels and ways to express what it is that. Mm -hmm. kind of drives that passion in you but you got to dig into it and figure it out because I think that um, if you're just there to sell clothes or just there to try on clothes or look cute like that's not sustainable I don't think long term exactly that's that's not the thing that will keep you going especially when you get into later in life where then you're married and you have children and you have other obligations and somehow you have to get all of this done Mm mm-hmm I think you're right. Going back to that that passion, that 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 eternal internal flame. Yes, exactly, <laughs> exactly. It sounds corny as I'll get out, but it's so true. <laughs> it is. Holding on to that, and I think that's that's a common thread when I'm fortunate to be able to speak to a lot of business owners, and it does seem to be a common thread is mm-hmm. the reason why they did it in the first place because a lot of times. Retail can be a very thankless business. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you get to deal with all kinds of people coming in, but always need to kind of maintain a smile. It is. And this time of year, I, I mean, ex- what I've been telling my team as we're gearing up for holiday and as we were gearing up for obviously Black Friday and a huge weekend um, is just reminding people that 
this is the time, or reminding my employees, I should say, this is the time when so many people come in that hate shopping, like because mm. they have to, right? Yeah, they have yeah. to shop, or I, they don't have to, but they're no, you have to. I've been told yeah. to stop showing up in my pajamas at work. <laughs> <laughs> they have to put on clothes, and I think um, you know you have men that are coming in buying gift cards, or grandmothers mm-hmm. coming in to pick out a sweater thing, you know, for gifts, and I think that. Um, it is so important that we still service them and that we're mm-hmm. still being kind and still warm and welcoming and offering them the beverage and t- mm-hmm. offering, offering to take their bags or their coat or whatever. And or if they're coming in to make a return, that it's it just it's so important to me that we continue to just be kind. And it's mm. it should not be proprietary, but it is like, it really is just noticing the customer, welcoming them like that will forever bring people back in and, and build that sense of community, which I think is what makes us small and makes us primp and why I think so many people love to shop with us. Well, I think it's testament to just the fact that you now have seven stores says a lot to that, that is that Mm -hmm. type of a culture that would keep people coming back. Mm -hmm. What do you think is next? Oh, <laughs> is it just, you know, expanding primp? It, it's, is there, I'm curious, is there anything else that you have your eye on that you're interested in doing? Yeah. I mean, I definitely am, am definitely still expanding primp. Um, I hope to open at least another store, maybe a couple stores in the next year or two. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think recently I've had this, such a strong passion for just moms and women um, and that I've met at Primp, but also just in my friends, my friendships. And it's, I think there's this overwhelming sense of anxiety and loneliness. And I just think there's something there that I really am passionate about bringing women together and finding ways to do that. I mean, I love fashion and I think that it's a very vulnerable place when you're shopping and your body is changing and all the things that you're trying to find something that makes you feel good. But, um, and I think that's a channel to maybe reach Mm -hmm. women in a unique way. But, um, but yeah, I think that just post pandemic, I didn't come in here wanting to talk about the pandemic, but it's such a piece (laughs) of us, our world and our, us Mm -hmm. as people. But I think that, um, we're just, as a community and as women and as moms, I think still suffering the the kind of trauma of that season Mm -hmm. of life of being a mom, of being an employee or being a business owner or being a partner or friend during that season. Um, And I think we need to tend to that now. Well, I can't wait to see what you do. I'm hoping that you'll share it with us. I got a feeling we're going to have you back on to be able to be hearing about whatever that is. Can't wait. What is the best way for people to connect with you who kind of want to follow what you're doing, what's going on with Primp? Is it, would it be a website or through social media? Yes, all of those. Mm -hmm. Um, We have a website, primp-boutique.com. Yet also our website, you can see where our product is available in stores. You can see all of our locations Um, on Instagram or Primp Boutique, Facebook, Primp Boutique, um, TikTok, all the, all the platforms. You can find you everywhere. Yes. Well, that's wonderful. Thank you so much for coming in and for sharing that. And I really look forward to hearing what is coming next. Thank you very much for having me. Yes. Everybody else, I will talk to you later.